Hello and welcome back to Football Gentron, the only English language podcast dedicated to Armenian football. Uh, this is going to be a little bit of a different episode today. It's going to be more of a quick take. Armenia just got off the back of a fantastic one-all draw against the FIFA World Cup runners-up Croatia. Uh, and we are going to be, or we are actually recording immediately after the game is done. And just to give you guys our quick thoughts on how the match went. So the format of this episode is going to be, we're going to go over the team sheets. We're going to discuss three things we liked from the match, three things we didn't like from the match, and three improvements we would like to see for the next game. So let us start out with the starting lineups. Chadens, who started for Armenia? For Armenia, started Adam Jan and Barsirian up top, two strikers. We had on the right midfield Babayan along with Spetsian and Grigorian in the center. On the left side, we had Bayram Yan. Behind him, Kamohovanisian with Chalisir and Voskanyan at centre-back. And Derderian starting as right-back. Yurchenko, as always, in goal. Okay, so this is a uh, typical 4-4-2 that we're seeing from Kaparos right now. Let's just very quickly go into the starting 11. Uh, Derderian at right-back from Arara Armenia, as we had previously discussed in our last episode, uh, came in to make his debut. And Babayan was... Uh, Curiously starting the match, which uh, considering he was a late addition due to injuries, a little bit weird. Uh, and we're Spersian got his first start and we are seeing Barsarian try to work up top with Adamian. Of course, that seems to be a type of experimental thing uh, to see if that could work. Kamohovanesian at left back was our captain for the day. And um, Daron Voskanian came in for Haroyan, who uh, said yesterday in the press conference that he would be unavailable for this match. All right, let's talk opposition. Now, for the FIFA World Cup runners-up, Armen, how did they start? Goalkeeper was Livakovic. Defense, left-back Barisic. Khaled Arkar in central-back with Demagoj Vida. And Varsaliko in the right-back. Midfield was three midfielders in Vlasic, Prozovic and Modric. Scary midfield. And up top, goal-scoring. <laughs> yeah. It's scary. And up top, goal scoring Ivan Perisic. Up top in the box, number nine, Andrei Kramaric. We know him very well. And on the right side, Brecalo. That's so, crazy scary lineup. I mean, these guys play for Inter, Real Madrid, Wolfsburg, mm. Hoffenheim. Doesn't have that much bite. Uh, <laughs> Vida play. Uh, Vida, who plays for Besiktas, but he's obviously a super experienced uh, central yeah. defender. I mean, wow! Like we, of course, we knew <laughs> that this team is like they get to final tournaments for a reason. But then, you know, when you see a team sheet like this, we're not used to playing a team like this. No, uh, no, we're not. So it was a little bit intimidating when I when I saw the team sheet. I mean. Brozovic and Modric alone is enough to get me <laughs> to be very, very worried. Um, yeah, they, they played their starters. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. This was uh, and their their manager had said previously uh, before, before the match that he was intending to pull out a very strong lineup. And he said he wanted to make some adjustments in the second half and try out a different formation and try out new players. And of course, Kapados was doing the same thing. So clearly this is the time for it. Uh, friendly tournaments and all. So. Uh, let's just quickly go over the match facts. Uh, Croatia opened the scoring in the 24th minute uh, via Ivan Perisic, who headed home a cross from a corner kick from Ballon d'Or winner Luka Modric. 
deadly combination and um, something that, you know, we'll, we'll, we're definitely going to touch upon in a little bit later in this episode. But great goal from Croatia, something that you expect for them to do. And it came from a corner kick and a set piece situation. Yeah, it was really uh, high the ball the way it went in. Yeah. And Armenia, on the other hand, in the second half, in the 72nd minute, equalized through a Wabemar Angulo rocket of a shot that at this point we're just used to seeing, right? I mean, he, he did something similar against Estonia, except this one was way better, right? Yeah, this one was way better. It was higher, and it was on, like, nearly the top corner. And I it's think... It's becoming uh, something, of a, something of a healthy habit, you know? Uh, I've, you know what? If he can do that every game, I would be happy. <laughs> <laughs> I would take it. Um, <laughs> Imagine. Interestingly enough, the play, uh, the goal came from a fantastic combination play between uh, Vahan Bichakjan and Jira Shaoyan, who eventually laid it off to Angulo, who was in acres of space and no one was pressuring him. And you know when that layoff comes and how Angulo sets himself up, he's going to rip that ball. And he really did. Um, it's a, I mean, top 10 Armenia goals for sure, easily. That was It, it was fantastic. Uh, in terms of overall <laughs> stats, Croatia, unsurprisingly, dominated possession. They had 68% to Armenia's 32%. Uh, Croatia had 19 total shots on target with 19 chances created, while Armenia had 11 shots with 8 chances created. Uh, they dominated the passing statistics with an 88% pass accuracy succession, uh, while Armenia had 77% uh, with very little possession. And um, it... Overall, I think, you know, those spells of five, ten minutes of possession Armenia had, we kept the ball very well. So, great omen there. Um, this is something I wanted to throw to you, Otman, and this is something that I noticed from watching the game. There were a total of 27 fouls in this match. How physical was this game? <laughs> it was, like, you, you could tell from the beginning, from the way Tiko Pasekian as Armenia's, like... Uh, picture the perfect example was how Tikop would just go and <laughs> fight for the ball and it was a hell of a physical game and both in game in, in terms of uh loose balls uh aerial challenges and you know strength but also physical in terms of stamina uh, both teams i mean of course our side was earlier to get tired but but by the end of the game, you would see how the Croatians got substituted. They would leave the the the, the pitch really really tired, and we're not mm-hmm. used to seeing that. So we were up to the challenge. Yeah, and and just to bring some numbers back to Tigran Barcelona was fouled five times in this match. He had attempted seven dribbles and succeeded in three of them. Um, I think if he learned to pass a little bit sooner, he would have been a lot more successful in that. Anyway, he's Tico. He's Tico. Yeah, he's Tico. I know we're we're, um, we're uh, learning. We're learning slowly. <laughs> All right. So time to get into part one, which is our likes. Uh, first one. First thing takeaway thing that we overall liked about Armenia's performance could be the team, could be an individual player. Uh, Chadens, what is one thing that you really liked from Armenia today? I love the aggressive style of play and the work rate that we gave uh, for this team and for this match specifically. I mean, we, we, for these past few games, we've been developing this kind of uh, 
uh, style. But this game, I was not expecting to be this this aggressive, this confident. Mm-hmm. And we managed it very well. Yeah, I mean, like you said, despite the little possession that we had in this game, Armenia managed to shut down a lot of the spaces, force Croatia back several times, and force them into long ball situations, uh, which they succeeded in, unfortunately, several times in getting possession at the top of our box from a long ball. But again, that aggressive style of play kind of forced uh, Croatia into taking shots from far out, and which are just ballooning. You know, they're they're getting them off target. Um, Ottoman, what are your thoughts on Armenia's style of play and their work rate? Well, I think it's a, like an effect, a consequence of what I constantly talk about, which is mentality. Uh, that's the one important piece of the puzzle that was missing for us to get some, well, the results we're seeing. And that's what Caparros brought to the table. We needed it from outside, then so be it, you know. Uh, whatever it takes, and and we're seeing the mentality we've always dreamt of. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and and that that is our second point: the personality that the team is showing. Something that you know we know as as Armenians, we know how we are as a people in general. And it's not even generalizing, but we're all we all have very strong personalities, and that's something that we had never seen translate onto the pitch. But I guess you know it it takes the right manager to do it. So exactly, that's some- and. And actually, in the post-game press conference, I want to bring to the table uh, one of Caparros' quotes, which is, even the guys that didn't play today had a role in the team. We are a family. And and I love that. You know, that's I, it's not an, a jab at any particular individual. But really, I mean, uh, you want players that just are there for you. You know, whether they play or not, that's want the best for the team mm-hmm. that's that's beautiful yeah and the our third point uh from our likes i would say it's the calming presence of the youth players in the second half we saw an injection of youth with the substitutions of Garen Melkonian, of uh vahan bichakchan and of jira Sharoyan, who came in also jordi ararat he's still 25 relatively young wabe marangulo is a little bit more mature uh near the middle of his career but those those three youth players that i had mentioned who are all future stars of armenian football uh football again thrown stamped and approved uh, (laughs) were honestly i mean one of the things that i've felt when i'm watching armenia play is every single time one of our players receives the ball in the center of the park I get scared that they're going to miscontrol it and it's going to lead to a counterattack and the team's going to score. But every Same. time Vahan picked the ball up in the midfield, oh my God, was like you would think this kid was like 35, had played his whole career at like Real Madrid or something, kind of, kind of like the guy on the other side <laughs> of the team. And and same with Girard Chagoyan. I mean, again, this kid never shies away from a back heel, and he was like turned three, four defenders several times, was always relieving pressure. And that's something and that we don't really see often until, you know, now. Bro, the, do, you, do, you, do you recall, do you happen to recall uh, during this game, he received a ball like that was from halfway through the other side of the pitch and mm-hmm. he just controlled it like it's nothing, oh, you know? Oh, <laughs> yes. I know exactly which pass you're talking and, about. And, yeah. and he, had, he was even marked like from a couple feet distance from his mark. And it's not like he was free or anything and he still did it. He's insane. Yeah. 
and and Vahan picked up the ball in the midfield two or on two or three occasions, and he dribbled past like two or three players. Yeah, like slot very on easily. Yeah, and, exactly. and it seemed like there was a formation shift when um when they were brought on. It seemed like Melconian was the lone striker up top, and uh, Tigran Barcelon was pushed over to the right side where I think he belongs. <laughs> anyway. So those were our three things that we liked from this match. That would be the team's personality, the aggressive style of player and their work rate, and the calming presence of the youth players. Now let's move on and shift our focus to things that we didn't really like from this yeah. match. Um, I'll start. So the one thing I really <laughs> didn't like from this match was our lack of an aerial presence. The goal, Croatia's only goal in this match came from a corner kick and came from very poor marking uh, from Der Derian. Very poor. And three, three players didn't mark one player. And it was, a free, it was a free header. And like you said, Charles, yeah, no. several players didn't mark. Mabayan as well. And exactly. And, and this is something that obviously Armenia doesn't have the height. You know, we're not Nordic. We, we don't have that, <laughs> that Iceland height. Um, you know, it's just not cool with, Bro, with a little organization, you can fix that or at least improve it. Improve it. Yeah. yeah, it's not the first time we're seeing this issue. It's not the yeah. first time. And I mean, could... ba- ba- Babayan is over a meter. It's o- Babayan is over a meter and 80 centimeters tall. It's not that he's short. That's 60 he... for anyone watching, uh, for anyone listening in America. Yeah, from the <laughs> from the wrong side of the world. Uh, <laughs> we, how would you measure height with feet? Like I my feet know, are man. huge, bro. I'm not gonna. We don't have time to get into the debate. <laughs> <laughs> that doesn't count. Okay, now for real though, Babayan is relatively tall, for, especially for Armenian. He couldn't cover the average European player, but it's not that he was—he just wasn't there today. Yeah, the the positioning—it's not only on the defensive end; it's on exactly. the offense too. You know, whenever we're doing those outlet over the top passes to try to relieve pressure or to try to get hold up play. I mean, these other players are a lot taller, and they have a lot more of an aerial presence than we do. Barcelian won, lost, I think, like five aerial duels in this match. So, and he was the main outlet, him and and um, and Sako Aldamian, who was subbed off at halftime. So, unless you have a player like Miranian, who is obviously a lot taller, a lot more of a physical presence, and is used to holding up the ball, I think we need to maybe play the ball on the ground a little bit more. But that's just the. Uh, my two cents. All right. Well, Armen, what's one thing you dislike? Yeah, as a general, I, I would go a little further uh, and say set pieces as a whole. Um, organization, you know, and uh, to be fair, I mean, uh, it makes sense because Caparros is trying out things. And and when you try out stuff, it's natural that some ain't going to go your way. You know what I mean? And uh, And still... I can see the improvement from previous years. Definitely. There was definitely improvement. Uh, Charles, what are your thoughts on that? On I think seven. passing efficiency, we didn't really work. Like, it's, again, related to uh, to what you guys are saying mm-hmm. uh, with the set pieces and organization. Like, passing comes through that as well. Mm-hmm. It's, um, it's, uh, it's, it's, more, it's sometimes dependent on the players as well to be able to be more uh, uh, clinical when when going to the final third we had a few moments um mm. two or three moments it could have been better the pass was too strong or it was too late but mm-hmm. it's it's things that can be worked on 
Or yeah, it was non-existent in, in Barcelona's case. <laughs> or that, yeah, in the I first was, half, I was gonna say, yeah. I was going to say about this particular issue uh, in attack, because, you know, we know that some defenders... <coughs> um, some, maybe some defenders don't pass the ball that well, but in the attack, and I'm referring especially about uh, Horik by Damian, Sakwa Damian, and Tico Balsekian, that have that are like could, don't envy the best in the world if they're fit today they weren't all that fit they, they were either uh playing too much because tico is still playing for his club and is very tired or mm-hmm. like horik and sako were a little out of practice a little out of rhythm yeah. and sako was in are, italy he was, in, he was on vacation in italy yeah <laughs> i mean both both are a problem and still both decided to show up for the team, mm-hmm. but that doesn't always translate into efficiency as mm-hmm. we saw today. And when the substitutes came in, well, you saw it. Exactly the point I was about to make. They're, they, The substitutes brought in a little bit more of a variety in passing, you know, the over-the-top balls uh, across the center, uh, short, quick combination passes, or more dribbling to try to open up the options, you know, think little, just those little things that, that, that Bichakchan, that uh, Muradian, Giro, that Giro uh, Yeah. And you know what, bro? I was going to say about this when the subs, th- those substitutes you're talking about, they did not just have like something to prove and the quality to back it up. Not just that, but the third very important component that was missing in our starters today. That is, those players that came up as substitutes, Bahan and the Armenian Premier League guys, mm-hmm. were in perfect form, were in, per- in perfect shape. They didn't just play like yesterday or the day before, mm-hmm. or, it's, or it's not like they haven't played for months or weeks. They had the perfect rhythm, and that's it. it just perfect. And that's something that you can credit to Kaparos that he's so good with. Like, he knows that he doesn't have to start the best players because he knows that there is so much value in bringing talent on from from the bench like that. Yep, that's team management. Yeah, and that's something uh, that we're not used to until him. (laughs) So let's move on to our third and final segment, which are improvements that we would like to see. Uh, let's start with you, Chadens. What is one improvement you would like to see in the next match against Sweden? Play the hell out of the young players, as at least two players should uh, should start. Especially now that when we have the opportunity to with these friendly games to uh, make um, as many substitutions as possible, to start uh, anyone we 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 can or we want. Mm-hmm. Uh, we might as well just use the opportunity with the young kids uh, and give them the confidence boost ready for September. Yeah, I really wanted to see, and this was one of the disappointing things for me, was uh, by the time Shahoyan and Bichakchan got on the pitch, Spertan was off. And I want to see those three yeah. play together. I yeah. really, really want to see those three play together. Uh, but alas, yeah. it hasn't happened yet. Maybe it will. I know, um, Armin, you pointed out in the last episode that the under-21 players have a competitive match mm. in a few, a few days time. Yeah. I believe it's two days after Sweden. So I still think there, there may be a chance that they start. What do you think? 
Um, well, we still have some players that could use the playtime. Of course, players like Giro are insanely important, as we saw today with it with his beautiful assist, uh, as well as he was the game changer in general. But uh, yeah, this is a, a an important official game we're talking about for the U21. So I would prioritize him flying back to wherever the U21 is gathering. Yeah, I mean, look, I think... Um, <laughs> I, I know I, it's not what you wanted to hear, but... Uh, I know it's not what, it, what I want to hear, but I, I still think I think Giro is still young. He has so much energy that I he I, I think it's very likely he'll 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 play at least 20 minutes. I just can't. I think what's better what's better warm up than playing against oh, a, a no, that, class like Sweden, you know? Well, yeah, and and as a sub as a super sub, he could work like maybe 20 15 minutes. Yeah, why not? Yeah, well, 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 let's see. We hope. Uh, let moving on. I would want to see better quality in the final ball. That last pass, that last shot, that final decision. I think lacked a lot of quality today. Uh, I think one of the ones that stick out in my head uh, in the second half, right at the end of the game, Tigran Baserian went on another insane run. I think it was like his third insane run of the game. And he had an option to lay it off to Vahan or to try to put Gade Malkonian through. And he ended up like freezing, you know. And that just seemed to be very symbolic of what happens to us when we get in that final third. And the days that it works well together and meshes, those rare occasions, that's when we see the Denmark 4-0 or the... Gibraltar six goals you know it we need to be a little more consistent with that final ball what do you guys think I think that that's very important and true as well very true but for that to happen I need to highlight the importance of having our key players like Tico Sako Horik those type of players that can make a difference against anyone in the world we need to have those guys uh fit like perfectly fit and today neither of them were and not just Tico missing passes or forgetting to pass the ball Kodik missing some passes Sako doing the same in the first half uh yeah that's the perfect image uh, and the same happened with Sako after having an insane game versus Liechtenstein and then just not being himself and being really tired against Iceland uh you need to have them well rested, you know. Yeah. Because they need they need the mental clarity. All right, uh, Charles, what do you think? Well, there's there's a lot of there's a lot of potential with what we can do, not just as in not just as in with the lineups, but the the players in general. I mean, I I personally see it difficult with how. Uh, like let's say let's take your point with Spertian and uh, uh, Shagoyan and the others. I personally find it difficult with how he's going to mix them all together because mm-hmm. there's a lot of combinations he can he can bring forth to this team. But I have high hopes that Kaparos will figure out something. Look, man, if there's anyone that could do it, it's I swear it's this guy. <laughs> he's yeah. he's figuring some. He's yeah. making. 
okay, he's making, and I and I know Armin is gonna is gonna hate that I'm saying this, but <laughs> Daron Voskanian just played 90 minutes against Croatia and we drew 1-1. <laughs> what do you have to say about that one, huh? What do you have to say about that one? Uh, nothing. <laughs> Not exactly. Well, facts. Let's Those are facts. To our third improvement, what do you got for us, Ottoman? What's an improvement that you would like to see in the immediate future? Uh, aside from that one, uh, well, yeah, Morton, I think it relates to what you guys were saying. And as always, everything has to do with everything. We need better quality on and more shots and goal. And for that to happen, too, we need better quality in the fight in, in in every pass we need pass efficiency um because as we saw today one of the best shots on goal we had was the goal from Obeymar that was from outside the box and we need to have better filtered passes like the ones Hori, Sako and Tico missed today so another thing to work on yeah I agree. I think more, and this just all of these things that we're saying are kind of playing together. You know, there it's overall we just need to see that one extra step. You know, that yeah, one and, better decision. It's gonna, it can change everything. It really can. And and that's what the team is working for. And 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 we are. You you said it like a couple minutes ago. If there's someone who can do that, it's Don Joaquin. So, yeah, fuck it. We're ready. We're, we're, we're getting better. We're getting better every single game. I, I, I'm so optimistic. You have no idea. Well, um, on a completely unrelated note, nothing related to this game at all, but I just read it, so I feel like I have to say this, and this might get some people a little excited. So apparently, Arsene Zakharian, who was called up for the Russia squad for the Euros, um, apparently got the flu. Oh, yeah. Yeah, we know. Yeah. And he's going to be missing not only Russia's friendly with Poland, but apparently the entire tournament. Mm-hmm. Yeah, <laughs> so that ain't no flu. In a weird way, <laughs> there may be some hope. Um, oh, no, don't go there. I, mean, <laughs> I, I honestly, because he's clearly not going to play for us, bro. Uh, I don't mind him watching the I mean, game, though. He would have, yeah. I mean, having a 17-year-old Armenian play uh, a, a Euro yeah. would have been sick. Would have been insane. So, okay, guys, uh, that was it. I think that pretty much sums up our immediate thoughts on the game. Uh, we will be doing something similar uh, for the Sweden match, but I think it's that one. Yeah, that that one, it will probably be out next week. I don't think we're going to rush too much to get that one out. But um, is there any final thoughts, guys? Uh, oh, I don't know. So much. So much. <laughs> a lot, yeah. Bro, but I just we hope, just, uh, uh, just drew against the, the, the World Cup runners-up. Yeah, it's... Um, I, I don't know, man. I can't. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know what to say. I, I think oh, I think something we should also highlight, uh, nine games now undefeated with six yeah. wins and three draws. This was our we first draw. Going. This was our first draw without Henrik. <clears throat> just <laughs> and it was against Croatia. So <laughs> um, I think, I think that's oh it God. for us today at Football Gantron. Uh, 
please don't forget to like, share, retweet, favorite, all that good stuff on the social medias for us. And we will be back next week to wrap up the uh, national team camp and the match against Sweden that is on Saturday. So, um, guys, thank you for joining me. Uh, this has been a wonderful day. I'm probably going to rewatch this game again to try to get a little <laughs> bit better feeling of what's happening. But, oof. victory. That's so amazing. All right, man, I'm speechless. Anyway, on behalf of Chadens and Armin, I am Adam, and thank you for listening and joining us today on Football Genthron. We're out. <laughs>